2 has entered the podcast. Welcome, welcome back, people, to Player 2 has entered the podcast. I am your co-host, Michael, a.k.a. MC Paper Stacks, and with me, as always, is my co-host with the co-most. Derek, a.k.a. Full Metal Merc, and we're back. Back again with another episode, episode 50. Can you believe it? Episode 50. Believe it! (laughs) 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 On my Naruto shit, man. I can't, Uh, really. It's been... We'll get more into it on the 52nd episode, but it's... Yeah, that'll be officially a year. Yeah, look forward to that. It'll actually be quite wild next week. Uh, We were talking about it earlier, but next week is going to be huge for gaming news. We're going to get into what to expect and when if you want to follow along. But, of course, we'll be recapping. One thing I want to mention about next week's episode, though, before we get into things. Episode 51, we're going to be recording a little later. We have a special guest booked. He's actually a speedrunner. And I met him while streaming. I'm actually really excited to have him on because I think speedrunning is a fascinating process that takes mm-hmm. real magic, wizardry, if you will. Yes. <laughs> what some mm-hmm. of these people do. Like all the struggling I've done with Returnal, and then I read about speedrunners getting through it in five minutes. And <laughs> it was the most amazing and frustrating thing I've ever heard simultaneously. So right. <laughs> I'm excited to talk to him and. You know, his experiences with the community, his methods, and, you know, what he gets out of it. You know, I've never actually really sat down one-on-one with an actual speedrunner, just watching them on, you know, GDQ or YouTube or whatever. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Anyways, he's free on Sunday. We usually release on Sundays, so we're going to record in the morning. And instead of having the episode ready first thing on Sunday, I will have it ready sometime on Sunday. So now... we on Sunday. Whenever on Sunday, now is probably a better time than ever to get subscribed to us. If you're on Spotify, yes, you can subscribe, and yes, you can get notified when new episodes get up. If you're on Facebook, yeah, hit that. Well, I don't know if you can like us on Spotify, (laughs) but (laughs) but you can like us and subscribe and hit that bell on YouTube. That's another way to find out. If you're on Facebook, you can like our page, and I'm pretty sure you can get notifications for pages that you like. There's a myriad of ways to get notified you follow me on twitter i'm always posting up our new episode when it goes up on twitter multiple ways i say i say multiple ways yes here he here he subscribe (laughs) (laughs) oh and one more thing i want to mention i almost forgot so ron b hit us up with another question this week and i want to make sure that we uh read it on the podcast we could discuss it real quick he mentioned a demographic of gamers that are basically being left behind And that's sports simulation gamers. Hmm. Uh, His first gaming love was actually sports games. That's how that's what got him into it. And I mean, nowadays, people are getting into gaming from all different angles, puzzle gamers, mobile gamers, what have you. So I'm all about it. Even even sports games, which I'm not super into, but they can be fun. I really enjoyed like uh, what was it? Uh, NBA Street. I was really into NBA Street and really into NBA Jam. Love Tony Hawk's. That's a sports game. That counts. Mm-hmm. Tony Hawk's yeah. counts. Hot Shots Golf. Oh, my God. Mario Golf. Yes, it. please. Forget about it. <laughs> Are there any, like, big major sports games that you're into? Not really at the moment. Like, I used to, like, back when EA Sports was big. <laughs> mm-hmm. You remember the EA Sports? That was my shit. Every time that came on, you knew it was about to be a banger. But, like, I used to play 
NFL and NBA 2K5 all the time. Okay. And it was so busted because I would pick Yao Ming and be hitting three-pointers. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're but closer I, to what he likes than I am because he's talking about the sports sim. As the games yeah. progress, he says, you'd want to play them to get an accurate as possible representation of the real sport. That said, he says that the mode everyone played was either franchise or whatever each sports game's equivalent of franchise was. It's why you bought it every year and you kept playing it. With the games releasing annually, you would think they're getting good reviews. What's the problem? Well, his problem is when they started with online play, microtransactions started endemically affecting these games. And you and I know this. Mm -hmm. FIFA, they're really terrible about it. EA, he has obviously a big problem with it. Much like Call of Duty, people start playing games online, but then developers and publishers like EA, 2K, SDS, they all realize they can make more money than the $50, $60 they charge. Take-Two is one of the worst, he says. They publish Mm -hmm. 2K, and they have online card collecting modes. Got to get those (laughs) V-Bucks. That's what he's talking about. Mom, I need money for (laughs) V-Bucks. Oh, no. (laughs) Mom, I accidentally spent $2,000 trying to get my favorite soccer player. So uh, figure a rent out or whatever, and then they're on the street. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So he said, you know, it's not really fun to try to play those modes without spending any extra money because it's a horrible grind. Right. And it, it makes sense. They designed those games to be grindy to make you want to spend more money. And he says all the major sports games are doing it. He mentions that these game modes are now being more focused on, so franchise mode is getting less and less love. Another unfortunate byproduct of this, he mentions MLB The Show. In the last four or five years, they've literally barely touched franchise mode. You could turn on the show 17, barely tell the difference between 17 and 21. Damn. He says that he feels like most sports gamers like him don't really give a shit about dressing up a my player or collecting cards. He was wanting to get our thoughts on that. If there's a game or game franchise that we love that is being ruined by online play or microtransactions, an example of a non-sports game for him would be Call of Duty. He really liked the single player in Call of Duty 4. And, I mean, they ripped the single player completely out of the newest Call of Duty game, didn't they? Or they bring it back? Uh, I can't remember. No, that was Call of Duty Black Ops 4. Had no campaign whatsoever. That shows you how much but, I'm up on yeah. that series. I, yeah, the I, latest I, one I, is Cold War. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, I kind of gave up on it. I might check out Cold War because I hear the campaign's kind of fun. I but know, it does look dope. Every time I saw... Ronald Reagan, I want to throw up in my mouth a little bit. So <laughs> Maybe you get to shoot him at the end. I was going to say, if you get to shoot him, I'm, I'm okay with that. So, <laughs> But yeah, yeah. So let me ask you then. I mean, Ron, first of all, we feel your pain. I think I mentioned on my microtransaction rant on the last or previous episode, I can't remember which one it was, that I draw the line at don't do it ever. Mm-hmm. Okay? There's no slippery slope. I'm drawing the line here. Don't do it. <laughs> I, don't, I don't accept it yeah. at all. There's a certain acceptable form of DLC, and you're right. When it comes to grinding and trying to get all that money out of people, it affects game design. I mean, we've seen it with the travesty that was... Like, if you want to talk about a a franchise that was ruined, I loved Battlefront Battlefront on PS2. (laughs) I loved Battlefront. And then when it came to PS4, it looked gorgeous. I was so excited, and they fucked it up not once, but twice. Twice. Oh, my God. And I have both the games, and I've barely played them. I got them for super cheap as a collector, but, you know, I'm not interested in what they got because everything's just microtransactioned all the hell and designed badly to encourage people to spend money, and I'm not about it. 
Yeah. What about what about you? Can you think of a franchise that got ruined by microtransactions that you loved? That I loved? Not that I loved because I tend to just stay away from that. Like anything with microtransactions in it or even stuff that didn't have it. And Marvel's Avengers? It. Tell me you wouldn't have been all over. Tell me you wouldn't have been all over Avengers if it wasn't for all the microtransaction crap. The gameplay is not great, though. (laughs) Yeah, but the reason why it's not great is because of microtransactions. It's literally made to be grindy, so you spend money. Yeah, Yeah, I don't know. I guess I guess we could say Marvel's Avengers because I was really looking forward to that game. There you go, and it got ruined so bad. Yeah, it's not like it would have been bad because I think Crystal Dynamics made a good game, but then I think they had to carve it out and adjust it. I mean, we literally mm-hmm. talked about a story where they made it harder to level up because they said yeah. people were leveling up too fast. Right. Fuck off. Yeah. So, Ron B., we feel you. We feel your pain. Hopefully, somebody can take up the mantle. All I can say is the squeaky wheel gets the grease. Maybe go check out some Nintendo online groups and take notes because mm-hmm. nobody complains like Nintendo fans. I got to tell you, <laughs> we'll get more into that later. But, uh, or check out, uh, I haven't played them specifically, check out Doug Flutie's Maximum Football and RBI Baseball. Haven't checked them out, I don't know if they have campaigns or not, just saying, look up some videos on them and see if they got what you're looking for. Okay. they're budget titles. Mm, okay. Yeah, and I know that maybe it might not scratch that itch completely, because obviously you want it to be as sim as possible, which means having right. the license, which means being able to do the franchise mode, but... You know, maybe it's time to start voting with your wallets, guys. I mean, I know you love sports sims, but enough is enough, right? Maybe just mm-hmm. we got to take a few years off from buying these games and get that sports feel somewhere else. So let us right. know what you decide to do. And if anybody else has any opinions, of course, we'd love to hear them. We are always happy to read listener questions on the show. Speaking of the show, I want to get on and kind of catch up with you this week. So, Derek, let me ask you, man, how was your week? It's pretty good, man. Just recently got the second COVID vaccine, or second shot for Moderna. Moderna. As I tell my wife, (laughs) Moderna, (laughs) tell my wife the second part of the microchip has been implanted and completed. Yeah, they will fuse together now and form Voltron. Exactly. Nanomachines, it's ridiculous. Um, (laughs) Nanomachines. So, I was telling you earlier, man, that second shot kicked my ass. I was like super fatigued sore all over my lower back is like shot oh man it's like oh my god i almost didn't want to do the podcast today because it felt so bad but i got to it so we're here now i'm good we took nora to the eye doctor because she's been squinting a lot Mm. and you know we're looking at it like she probably needs glasses because she's always squinting or tripping over something or just just clumsy just clumsy just like her mama anyway Mm. uh (laughs) Oh, we took it to the eye doctor, and she's just, you know Nora, she's just silly. So she was at the doctor. He's like, what's this shape? She's drawing a circle with her finger, but calling it a square. She knows what a circle is, but she's just doing these silly types of things during the exam. And I'm like, kids do that. Yeah, I know. And I'm like, I don't know if we can get an accurate (laughs) reading on this if she's not actually saying what she needs to say. But apparently uh, they did see that she has like, uh, larger than average astigmatism so she okay. has to go to a different eye doctor to with all the proper tools that they can use to analyze and get her prescription right so our baby's gonna have glasses probably in a couple months so look out for cute pictures if you know me on facebook <laughs> <laughs> and um yeah i, I feel you sh- on that oh, i was go gonna say i 
I feel you on that issue with uh, Nora not taking the test because Ben has those days where he feels like answering questions and then other days where he doesn't feel like answering questions. He had his mm. kindergarten assessment recently, and the only thing I could think about was, please be the day where you actually feel like answering questions. Please be a day where you right. actually – because <laughs> if he decides to play dumb, then I'm like, oh, man, they're going to put him in like the lowest rung on kindergarten. Right. I don't, I don't know what that is, but these are the things I worry mm. about as a father. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> put him back in pre-K. Mm. He's not ready. He's not ready. <laughs> oh, let's see. I want to shout out my little brother, Kendall. They just found out. They're having a baby girl. I'm really excited. Oh, that's great. And yeah, that's, that's that's cool, man. This is kid number two, so I'm reaching out to you right now, bro. Slow slow down or do something. <laughs> oh, that sounds like you're gonna be next. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. Get Nora, Nora a little sibling. Enough. Nora is a a handful and a half. She certainly is enough for anyone. She's great. Yeah, yeah, she's amazing. I got some awesome pickups this morning that will be on the eBay store probably tomorrow or Sunday. Hit up a yard sale, and I asked for games. If they had any games, she mm. went inside and brought out Breath of the Wild. Okay. And I think it was Ocarina of Time. And Zelda fan. Like, yeah. Right. And she was like, yeah, I'll uh, take 20 for both of them. I was like, damn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, super deal. Hell yeah. I might even try start trying to play through it again. Cause oh, Breath of the Wild? I started it. Yeah, I started it. I played like 10 hours of it, and I just stopped. I don't know why. Breath of the Wild has the most unique rhythm that I can't really match to another game. On the surface, if you explain it, it feels like there's not a whole lot to do. Because Link doesn't really level up traditionally. You get you know spirit orbs from the shrines that you can either add to your stamina or your health. And of course, as you progress to harder areas of the game, the equipment you find is tougher... And you can also upgrade the defense of your armor that you wear. So that's about it, right? And then, of course, you have your four major Divine Beasts. Those are like the large dungeons. And then you have Mm -hmm. Hyrule Castle and then Ganon. However, there's so many little things. And once I stopped caring so much about what the reward was and just having fun exploring the environment and, and trying to get all the side quests done and just goofing around, like... Having Ben watch me play the game has really had me look at it in a different light. Every mm-hmm. time I see the cobwebs, I just roll my eyes like, "Ugh, I gotta get through these guys." And he's like, "Ooh, right. what if we picked up a box and knocked him off his horse?" And I'm like, "That sounds funny." So, <laughs> you know, he just to coin a phrase, he breathes new life. He breathes it, breath in the in the wild. Oh. Yeah. Oh, oh my. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, no, it's been a lot of fun. So. Breath of the Wild, I it's one of those games I can't get enough of. And even though I've officially, quote-unquote, beat it a few times, when Ben asked me to start a new file because we've done everything there is to do, I'm down. I'm always like, yeah, let's yeah. let's go play more Breath of the Wild. And then when he ends up having to go to bed or he's done watching me, I feel bad. I'm like, oh, I don't want to stop playing. Yeah, I'm going to keep playing, though. I'm going to keep playing. <laughs> uh, yeah. Let's see. I also picked up some DS games, Ragnarok DS. Mm. It's basically a full-on JRPG pick up today i don't know wow. what it was i guess one person just traded in a bunch of stuff mm-hmm. uh chrono trigger another copy of chrono trigger on ds mm-hmm. final fantasy the four heroes of light on psp we got dungeons and dragons tactics final fantasy final fantasy 2 the city of final fantasy jean d'arc jean d'arc oh that one's rare exactly i know and i was like what i remember seeing that game 
a few years ago, it would be at the game store for like eight bucks. Wow. And now it's like a hundred bucks. And I'm like, I was going to say, on. yeah. I'm like, come on. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Tales of Zillia. I think that's my favorite Tales game. You told me that was. Yeah. 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 Uh, Lightning Returns Final Fantasy 13, my least favorite Final Fantasy game. <laughs> I never even played Star it. Star Ocean. Yeah. It's, you just play as Lightning and she changes her outfit and can control monsters and stuff. It's it was fine. I beat it. It yes, sounds fun. Yeah, I never <laughs> even touched it. I I wanted to play the second one, and I never got around to doing that either. Ugh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the thirteen trilogy is, it's not bad. It's just it's weird. It's just weird. if you're gonna if you're gonna make a trilogy out of a Final Fantasy game, you gotta pick a stronger Final Fantasy game because thirteen was all over the place. <laughs> yeah, it's not the type think... of game that makes me like I want to go back to that world. I really don't. Right. <laughs> I don't even think they need to do sequels to final fantasy games anymore no i'm down with that listen the yeah. 10 2 really kind of gave me catharsis with 10 because mm-hmm. 10 was a great ending and it was very tragic and i get that but 10 2 just gave me that happy ending i wanted right and uh i honestly it would be interesting to go back to the worlds of some of the games like i think about i mean think about final fantasy 7 mm-hmm it didn't get a sequel, but it got so many spinoffs and remakes, and a lot of them are pretty decent. So Yeah, and don't, Square Enix, don't you announce Final Fantasy X-3 out of nowhere, because I would give you all of my money. <laughs> I would definitely all play it. Or, or, I think we were talking about before, fucking prequel, bro. Uh, I'm yeah. talking Final Project Fantasy Orin The and... First Pilgrimage. <laughs> TM. Oh, yeah. That's a pretty good subtitle, so TM. Hell yeah. You can't name it the first pilgrimage unless you give me money square because I said it first. Right. <laughs> oh, what else we got? Uh, Star Ocean: The Last Hope International. Okay. I Star Ocean Four. I played that when it was on 360, and I got to the very end of the game and I just stopped. I don't know what it was. I was I enjoying did, it. I did the same thing with Until uh, the End of Time on PlayStation Two. I yeah, got all the way to the end of the game and I just stopped playing. <laughs> I just saved it and I never put it back in. Right? What is it with Star Ocean? I don't know. Man. Maybe it's because it's so and long. And it looks I mean, great. How much like, game? I mean, how much did? How many hours did you put into it? Be honest. Probably like forty. I put in like maybe sixty. So, I think I just got tired, and I was like, you know what? I don't care about the ending anymore. I'm done. Yeah. Infinite yeah, Undiscovery was like that. I got all the way oh halfway. Oh my god. I got I halfway even... through Infinite Undiscovery, but then I did go back and actually beat it, and I really loved it. But oh, that's good because I it was a false start originally. A couple hours of that game, and I was yeah. when they first showed the trailers for it, I was like, oh, this looks amazing. Infinite mm-hmm. possibilities. Oh, <laughs> there's a moon with chains on it. Oh my god. Yeah, the Maybe more that's fantasy as fuck. Forget the name. <laughs> the name is has nothing to do with anything. It's the dumbest name ever. It's just a classic JRPG, but I love how like something happens that kind of sours the main character's spirit and he becomes all edgelordy in the middle of the game. So it's it's like Star Ocean and that's an action RPG and you yell out the names like so like say one of your moves is like Raging Wolf and so he go Raging Wolf like that, like an anime guy, yeah. right? That's but then tales like during all day. Yeah, right? During his edgelord phase, he's like Raging Wolf. <laughs> <laughs> like the voice actor actually growled his lines for like the middle section of the game until you know he found his hope again or some stupid shit anyways the game is good you should play it yeah fairy fencer f it's another game on ps3 another jrpg and mm-hmm. tales of graces f and that's what i picked up this week 
Well, not this week, just today. I picked up so much other stuff this week. I, I, I just don't know. There's stuff up on eBay. eBay.com slash STR slash Gamer Goodies and more. You guys can go check it out. I post so much stuff. It's ridiculous. Cool. Go buy things, please. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How was your week, man? It was good. It was good. Uh, we got some uh, some spicy gummies mm. from a new source, and I had one of those spicy gummies yesterday. Was that yesterday. source hell? <laughs> <laughs> it may have been, because there was no instructions or anything, so I was like, I'll just have one and see what happens. It was like 2.30. And then I felt fine, and then 4.30, like, I just got obliterated. And I crawled upstairs to my wife, and I was like... <laughs> I just got obliterated and I spent an hour trying to get upstairs just to tell you that I don't know if I'm going to make it the rest of this work day. (laughs) I was just gone. Luckily I did, but I was just like every minute that went by in the real world was like 20 minutes for me. I listened to (laughs) the same song for like three hours and never got to the end. It was insane. Wow. And like I, went upstairs and I took a nap right after work, like for a half hour. And then I went upstairs and I was like, man, yesterday I took this spicy gummy. <laughs> my wife was like, that was earlier today. And I was like, Oh my God. <laughs> it's still today. <laughs> yeah. So I guess my advice is if you like spicy gummies or spicy brownies or spicy cookies, whatever it is, when you see a portion, always take a bite, maybe half, but no mm. more than that. Because you never know how spicy it's going to be. And in this case, it was way too spicy for me. So. I want to know, and I think the listeners want to know, what you mean by obliterated. What happened, Michael? I'm talking about all I could do without stressing myself out was listen to music. I lost all motor function. It was, <laughs> you don't understand. And even listening to music stressed me out a little bit. But it was like a good stress out. But I was I was That's tripping because uh, I, I had responsibilities. I had like a couple hours of work left, and so I was going like super slow. Like I was like I was like I have to be very deliberate and careful about what I'm doing. So it was just <laughs> I don't recommend a midday spicy gummy. That's all I'm saying. So right, af- right. some afternoon delight, if you will. Right. <laughs> <sighs> I tried exercising this week. I've been walking a lot, which is fine, but I tried. Yeah, I know. Right. I tried actual exercising and it didn't go well because the next day, which was yesterday, which spicy gummy kind of helped this a little bit, but I was in a lot of pain. I could barely walk. I was doing like leg lifts and stuff. And I just, I guess I'm going to, I might've done too many. Charlie horse. No, no, I'm talking like full on, like torn muscles. It hurts to bend them a certain way. Yikes. Like my, the front of my legs hurt so bad that I had to bend over a little bit while I walked. And then my back started hurting from walking like that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It was just a whole thing. (laughs) Yeah. I'm like, all I want to do is exercise. And my body was like, well, don't wait a fucking year before you start, idiot. And I was like, oh, (laughs) okay. Well, I started exercising now. I was like, you should have quit 10 years ago. (laughs) Pretty much, man. So, yeah, I'm going to get back on that horse again on Monday, but I took a couple of days to rest my body before I try again. So Mm. wish me luck, dude. I was doing the baby versions of the exercises, too. That's the messed up thing. I wasn't (laughs) even doing full on, you know. He was doing the knees on the ground (laughs) push-ups. Yeah. (laughs) Or as they called them back in the day, the girl push-ups. Yeah. But girls can do push-ups. Yeah, girls can totally do push-ups. But, yeah, no, like, knee push-ups are a thing. I mean... 
there, I'm going to be talking about something later on in the episode that kind of incorporates that. But uh, I think it's important for people to understand that, you know, when it comes to calisthenics, there is beginner all the way up to advanced. And depending on where you start, I mean, you wouldn't go straight for the 100 pound barbells. You would start at like the lower pounds and then you would only go up, you know, once you get stronger. So why is it you're trying to do a full on push up when you first start doing push ups? Right. True. It's a yeah. similar thing. So, yeah, I'll talk more about that later because it actually incorporates something I wanted to discuss. So, yeah, that's going on. And the last thing I want to mention about me this week, I'm going to be changing my streaming schedule. Now, I've been thinking about it for a while, and I think I'm going to stop doing the mainstream. And Returnal really brought this home for me because with Returnal, I was playing it for a couple hours a session, two sessions a week, and I could just never get into it enough. And it was a game that I kind of needed to sink my teeth into. Luckily, this past week, and I'm going to get into it further uh, when we actually talk about what we've been playing, I actually made some headway, so that's great. But I still was, was thinking, learning from this experience, I told myself that I never want to play or stream anything that I didn't want to stream. And I thought that was true when I started the mainstream, because I was just going to play the new games that I wanted to play. But I was kind of breaking the rule because I was playing them differently than how I would play them casually, which means right. I wasn't playing the games I wanted to play. Because casually with a game like Returnal, I'd be taking my time, but I was constantly rushing through and therefore making mistakes because I wanted the episode to be snappy. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to keep the Tuesday and Thursday slot. Basically on Tuesdays at 8, instead of the mainstream, I'm going to bring back what I used to do, what I used to call Blind Play Wednesdays. I'm not going to call it Blind Play anymore since that's actually a thing now, like people who are blind stream, which is really cool. So I'm going to call my show First Time Tuesdays because it's going to be the first time I play the particular game. This upcoming Tuesday, first time, first time, this, this, oh, oh, no, please continue. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm taking a cue from you. I'm actually going to try out that Panther Dragoon remake on Switch this Tuesday. Oh, okay. <laughs> so I'll let you know what I think. Now on Thursday... I'm still going to play at 8, but instead of the mainstream on Thursday, I'm calling it casual Thursdays because I'm just playing whatever. So if I've, been playing, if I've been playing Diablo 3 all day and I don't want to stop, then guess what you're going to watch me do? You're going to watch me grind <laughs> riffs on Diablo 3. Now, are people going to be interested in that? I don't know, and I kind of don't care because I realize right. that playing what I want to play is really what makes the show successful. Most of the people that I've met through streaming have been on the two days I'm playing games I really want to play, like Friday Night Frights or Monday Night Brawl. So mm -hmm. I feel like that's the kind of philosophy I need to stick to. That also means I can get through main games a lot faster because I don't have to wait for a schedule. So you'll probably right. be hearing me talk about all these newer games coming out a little bit more rapidly than usual. Okay, cool. So that's what I got going on. But uh, to switch it back to you, Derek, this week, what games... In the of the video variety, have you been playing? I have been playing Spider-Man Remastered. I mm -hmm. just beat the main campaign, and I'm moving on to the DLC. I finished the first DLC, mm -hmm. and it was uh, it's pretty good. It was pretty uh, I I didn't like try and do everything because I'm like I just want to get through the DLC so I can play Miles Morales over again. <laughs> oh okay. Because with on the new TV because I beat that game on my old purplish blue tv that i didn't know was purplish brew or couldn't tell was this the first time that you played the first uh, city that never sleeps i think it was the black cat yeah. dlc right mm -hmm. yep this is the first time i played it what'd you think uh it was 
it was okay. I was like, and this is going <laughs> to lean into something we're talking about later, but I was like, Felicia ugly. <laughs> what, really? I didn't think Felicia was cute, man. I know, and I'm just saying this from a standpoint of they literally make this character to be like seductive and stuff, but I just don't think she was cute. So it kind of fell, it didn't work on me. I was like, oh, Felicia, you over here being nasty. Well, maybe she's but really good not. at giving back rubs. I don't know. I thought maybe. she was cute. Eh, I don't know. I'll put it like this. Especially since they changed Peter's face to mm-hmm. look much younger. She looks like she's damn near 50 to me. Oh, I didn't even think about that. <laughs> yeah. I try to ignore like his if, face. Maybe if, yeah, maybe if Peter... I'm used to it now since I beat the whole game mm-hmm. like with the new face. So now I can go into Spider-Man 2. So we should know. change her name from like Black cat to black cougar black cougar exactly she looks like a fucking cougar (laughs) hey man i'm in older ladies i I don't know what it is maybe it's because i'm approaching 40 but 40 year old and 50 year old women are hot dude yeah like seriously i'm into it spicy gummies man super spicy gummies (laughs) (laughs) they'll obliterate you (laughs) obliterate me lady yes obliterate me mommy um (laughs) i also picked up Sackboy, A Big Adventure on PS5. Mm. And it's, I mean, it's it's nice. It's yeah. very, very casual gameplay experience. Mm. It's like, it's a platformer. It knows it's a platformer. It's for children, really. But mm-hmm. kind of has uh, just a little, a little bit more than above child intellect for some stuff. But okay. like, it's really easy to get through. Uh, it's cute. It's fun. I love it. I'm going to probably be playing through that with Vicky and trying to get her to play It Takes Two with me as well because now she thinks I don't want to play it with her. But Aww. <laughs> uh, Sackboy's dope. We actually tried out that Maquette game. Maquette. That they released. Yeah, that they released for free on PS4. Mm-hmm. Puzzle it's game. It's like a first-person puzzle game. Uh, uh, I'm not very good at puzzle games. I don't know. Like, like mm. I said, when I tried to play The Witness... I stopped at like 10 puzzles in because I was like, ooh, <laughs> I can't figure this out. So Maquette got dropped real fast, but that's okay. It was For some reason, Vicky was walking around and was scared, like something was going to pop out. I'm like, babe, nothing's going to pop out. You're in the middle of a garden, a beautifully lit garden. Yeah, I was going to say, that game was so chill. It was like, right. it the was like directed was by Wes Anderson. <laughs> right. I kept expecting to like run into Bill Murray. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I uh, played that, and I also tried out the Virtual Fighter Five Ultimate Showdown remaster for PS5, and <laughs> listen, Virtual Fighter is one of the OGs in the fighting game community, we know that, but Virtual Fighter is probably my least favorite fighting game of all time. It's The combat is really slow, they redid it in the Rio, the Rio Gug, Gato engine, like the Yakuza engine. Sure. And like the faces are different and they just look like more like Yakuza characters. Some of them just look weird. It's it's weird. Hmm. And you know, I played arcade mode through arcade mode with I forget what her name is. This is the black chick with the white hair, but she did not look like she was a black <laughs> like she looked like she was originally white and they just put light brown skin on her. Oh no. Her I used to love yeah, her. But, she got them thighs, bro. Yeah, and I'll have to go back and look. You'll have to go back and look at the original game and see how she looked. But some of these people's faces are are off. I don't remember her looking like a white chick that was colored brown. I don't. 
I remember like they literally gave you the measurements of her thighs, and I thought that was oh weird. I was like forty four. Right, Woo, baby. And okay, I was playing now. it in front of Vicky, and like you know, they got the the jiggle physics in that game too. So of course, they them do. titties bouncing. I was like, yeah, oh, yeah. Well, you should play <laughs> Soul Caliber. Taki is ridiculous with that. Hell, you should play Dead or Alive. <laughs> oh yeah, that's true. Dead or Alive is the OG of jiggle physics. Baby. Yeah, Extreme Beach Volleyball. Yeah, or just the regular fighting games. Yep. And the last game I played was with you. It was, it, yeah, it takes two. We finally yeah, finished it, it. in two. two separate sessions. We finished. It takes two. How long do you think we spent total playing that game? Probably like ten hours, maybe. Yeah, I think about ten hours. That's good. It was, it was. Yeah, it was really good. I would say, on a gameplay level, I give it a ten. It never got boring. They kept switching up the game mechanics. Just when uh, one mechanic was starting to overstay its welcome, they switched up to another one. And you were talking about like how hard it probably was for the developers to program all these different mechanics into the game instead of just sticking to one mechanic for the whole game. Yeah, because and, yeah. it's like every single time, sometimes multiple times per chapter, but definitely every single chapter, you were doing something completely different and you were interacting with the world in a different way. You know, that was that chapter where I was a hammer and you were throwing nails. There mm-hmm. was the chapter where you could turn yourself into a potato. <laughs> I think, you know, I was squirting water, hacking things with the sickle. You were whipping things with the plant hair. There was a chapter where I could walk on walls. You could get big or small. We were riding different vehicles, driving different vehicles, land, sea, and air. All of the different mini games had to be programmed, and they were all fully implemented. I mean, so, like a monument. I can respect that a monumental amount of work and love and care went into that game. And I agree with you. I don't scale on 10 because I, I think it's just too big. But I scale on 5. And that game gets a 5 out of 5 mm-hmm. because it's amazing. Is the story the best ever? No, but it's mm. serviceable. And I think it's heartfelt. I think that, honestly, with some of the narrative that we've seen in recent years, especially when you call back to a game like, say, God of War or The Last of Us Part Two, it definitely could have been a lot deeper and more thought-provoking. But it was cute for what it was. And honestly, it blew my expectations out of the water when it came to gameplay so much that the story could have been non-existent. I'd still think it would be a a perfect co-op game. So, Right. And it's got a lot of replay value. Yeah, Yeah, Ron B., if you didn't pick it up already, it's a glowing recommendation from us here at Player 2. Yeah, for everybody. Everybody should play this game, for sure. So, Cool. Well, I'll get into what I've been playing this week. I'm still going through Final Fight Streetwise and moving through at a decent clip, even though the difficulty has kicked up. I'm now fighting former bosses, but they're all hopped up on that glow, baby. Their eyes oh, glow. Shit. Trying to save Cody. <laughs> He's hopped up on that glow. The oh, city's like burning down. Yeah, it's like this crazy drug that like it makes you stronger or fight better, but everybody's on it for some reason. I don't understand it. Everybody like, but is your it, ass. Is everybody an <laughs> MMA fighter? Yeah, so like the whole town of Metro City is going crazy. Everybody's hopped up on Glow, and right now I'm fighting alongside this guy named Too Ill who supplies me guns, <laughs> and we're trying to get ourselves and my girlfriend Vanessa like out of the city, so that's kind of where I'm at right now, but it's crazy. And it's going to culminate in me having to fight the main bad guy. He's a priest. His four horsemen of the apocalypse, basically just former bosses all hopped up on glow. So it's good stuff. Mm. Um, I love it. It's so stupid. 
after Final Fight Streetwise, I think I'm going to be playing Urban Rain. Oh, my God. I love that game. Isn't it good? The game is so fun. I want to play that. I want to play God Hand. I got some plans. I got some plans. Dude, you have to play it. Like, we have to play. Have you played Urban Rain? No. No, I think okay. I, may, I, I may have touched it right when I first got it, like 10 years ago, but I didn't really go back to it, and that's why I'm excited to try it out again. Oh, my God. Yeah, you got to play it. You, you got to play it with me because the co-op. I don't know if it's co-op or if it's just, like, you can do 2v2 versus yeah. the computer. But, like, there are, like, tag team moves you can do. And you can tell that people that worked on Tekken worked on this game because a lot of the fighting moves look like Tekken moves. And Paul and Martial are in the game as well. Well, you're, you're going to have to come over. You know that, right? Cause oh, it's yeah. Well, too. hey, you know, we we going to be over there in two weeks, man. Yeah? Okay. Well, yeah, maybe I'll hold off. Yeah. Do you think you could pop by on a Monday and be on the show with me? Yeah, if just look it up and see if the campaign is two player. Okay, I don't remember. The I'll look into it. There's no point. But yeah, you're welcome over any Monday night you want to hang out because most of the brawlers I play are multiplayer. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, right. we'll uh, we'll see if we can coordinate that. That'd be a lot of fun. That'd be a lot of yes. fun. All right. So after that, played a lot of Diablo three. Still this week, obsessed with it. I got a monk and a paladin, and paladin is no joke in that game. Oh, holy crap! You can summon hammers that just spin around you and hit everything for damage. It's crazy. And I'm just grinding right now for Paragon levels and trying to see like how high I can go on the difficulty. So far, I've been able to survive doing Nephilim Rifts on like Torment level 9. But it goes all the way up to like in the 20s, so i still got a ways to go. But you got to figure, I go from like normal to like to master to expert to t- Torment 1 through 9. Like That's a lot of difficulty levels. So right. <laughs> that game is silly. And it's got me really excited for the remake of Diablo 2. I know that it's supposed to come out sometime this year. I haven't seen a whole lot of news on it, but now I'm kind of side-eyeing, and especially after what Big Nekrumah said about how good it was compared to Diablo 3. So, Oh, yeah. Yeah, I got some time in with Tetris 99, and people in the grouping that I always get put into are really good, so I always finish like 71 out of 99. But at one time, I got like a 24 out of 99. That wasn't bad. Ooh. I get my ass kicked in that game all the time. <laughs> I just love Tetris so much, though, so I don't mind it too much. Yeah. And I'm all the way through chapters one and two of Captain Toad. I'm on the chapter three of Captain Toad. So first, you're Captain Toad, and Toadette gets kidnapped by the bird. And then you're Toadette, because Captain Toad gets kidnapped by the bird. And then you're Captain Toad again, because Toadette <laughs> gets kidnapped by the bird again. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> and they really ramp the difficulty up on the the third chapter. So this is definitely like that post game where they stop being Nintendo and they start kicking your ass. <laughs> like, right. Kirby does that a lot too. Like when you finish the main campaign in the <clears throat> Kirby game and then you go play the extra stuff, it always gets really hard. So it looks like they're following a, a similar formula here. Still having a lot of fun yeah. with it. I played Resident Evil Village. Last Friday, I actually got out of the castle. I was able to defeat Lady D and... I won't spoil like what happens with her and, and how you end up confronting her ultimately, but obviously you're working your way through the castle and you have to you have run-ins with all three of her vampire daughters that are made of bugs. And mm-hmm. and then of course that really pisses her off, so eventually it comes to a head. But now I'm on to the next mode of the game. I don't know much about what it's gonna be like, but I do know that the next boss was one of the weirdo creepy ones. I think she's like a doll or something. Yeah, she's a yeah. yeah. Yeah, so I'm gonna be playing that tonight as of recording. I'll already have the episode up by the time that this goes up on Sunday. But yeah, I'm I'm really looking forward to it. I have a ton of fun with the game. It's so stupid. I love it. Yeah. 
Returnal. I broke through on Returnal. Tuesday, I actually got past the fifth biome, straight to the sixth, and beat the boss. First try. I'm back, baby. I'm back. Oh, shit. So really, the game's fourth and fifth biomes are the ones that are just designed to take me out personally. Like, they just have the perfect combination of enemies and difficulty that it took me a while to surmount. But now that I have, and once you get past that set of biomes, you get this device in your ship that allows you to switch back and forth between the first set and the second set. And I guess I'm supposed to be going after these tablets that like make this like sun emblem. And I got them all today, actually, right before I started recording. And I ended up beating the first biome set again, and I got kind of returned. So I'm thinking that when I beat the second biome set, I'll get the true ending. So that's actually pretty exciting. And this past Thursday, I just went ahead and made that my last episode, and everybody kind of knew about it. Like, I called it on the stream. So no more mainstream or Returnal moving forward on the stream. But I've been continuing to play it this week even after that, and I've gotten to the point where I think I'm about to get the the special extra ending or whatever so i'm excited to check that out so yeah good stuff good stuff yep so that's it for me as far as games we played now listeners if you're noticing a slight difference in the recording i don't know if there will be or not while i was talking about returnal the power went out at my house (laughs) (laughs) it just dropped And unlike Derek, I do not do this on a laptop. I do it on a desktop. (laughs) It is plugged into the wall. Everything went dark. My entire... It's not even raining. I'm so mad. Why did my electricity just go out for no reason? Sucks. I got to get myself a generator, I swear. They cut the power out here way more often than I would like. Mm. But luckily, I do backup recordings, podcasters... Regardless of what you use on your recording device, use another backup and make sure it saves constantly. So luckily, the first, what was it, I don't know, 40 minutes of us talking (laughs) was saved. Because that would have been a nightmare. (laughs) Yeah, it would have been like, yeah, and Nora needs glasses and... (laughs) (sighs) Trying to cut 40 minutes down to 15. (laughs) Yeah, I did lose all my notes. So hopefully I don't miss any stories that I was going to talk about. But I think I found everything that I wanted to talk about. I hope. Uh, I feel like I may have missed something. But that's okay. There's going to be plenty of news to talk about next week. So we'll get into it. Speaking of gaming news, though... It's time for gaming news, so Derek, lay it on me, man. What's the news this week that people need to know about? Alright, so big news for God of War fans. Apparently it's been delayed to 2022. I saw that. Yeah, and it will also... How you feeling about that? I mean, I'm fine with it. I really wanted to play it this year. Mm. Don't get me wrong, but I'm fine with it if it means we get a better game. But it's also been revealed that God of War Ragnarok will be coming to PS4 as well. Mm-hmm. And this has some gamers a little upset. I personally don't understand why. I get it. From a business standpoint, you got millions upon millions of PS4s out there. You don't want to miss out on that money. People are barely getting their hands on PS5s, so it makes sense to put it on PS4. What people are worried about is that the PS4 version will somehow hold the PS5 version back. And I don't think that's how that works. No. As far as game development goes. So people no. are just being real stupid whiny babies and just like guys just 
when you get it and it comes out on PS5 and you're going to be playing it, you're going to be like, fuck, this is awesome. And then you're going to look at PS4 gameplay and you're going to be like, oh, I'm glad I bought it on PS5. I'm glad I bought my PS5 so I can play this game in a better state. You know what I mean? Yeah, I it's mean, just, yeah. I don't know. I don't really follow the logic either, to be honest, as far as thinking that the PS5 is going to somehow be worse. I guess if right. they think, depending on having to pair what's possible on a PS4 what's on, what, what, on a PS5, but here's the thing. Guys, the leap in generation was not that great when it comes right. to what you can fit on a disc and the amount of game. In fact, I feel like we can make a game as long or as short as we want at this point. We have the technology and the manpower, right? So really, the, the real difference between the PS4 and the PS5, which should not be affected by developing both, is just loading times and graphics, you know? Yeah. Like, it, it's going to be cleaner. It's going to have a better frame rate. It's going to load faster. It's going to look nicer. It's going to pick up on that 4K TV I'm sure all the people complaining about this have. You know what right. I mean? Like, it's going to be fine. <laughs> yeah, and I can, just looking at Spider-Man Remastered, replaying through that, was like a completely different game. Right? Like and Spider-Man so on PS4 is nothing to sneeze it's, at. Right. Spider-Man on PS4 is a fucking amazing, but and PS5 is like, blows it out the water. It does. It it's really so does. Smooth. You're right. The only thing I hate is Peter Parker's face. Why yeah. did they do that to that man's face? Mm. I don't understand. I, I don't know. Couldn't they have asked us first? I would have voted no. <laughs> right. Couldn't it have been like a Sonic situation where they go, hey, look at this face, eh? And we can all yeah, go, hey, yeah, no. No. Do Jesus, not waste no. man hours on that. The fuck? So, I don't know. Yeah. I kind of want to see that original Sonic movie now. Just to see how much oh, worse God. it is just like looking like that. No, I'm good. <laughs> you know it exists. Crisis averted. <laughs> that was a cursed image. I don't ever want to see it again. Yeah. Ah, right. Human teeth. Okay. Well, what else we got? Uh, <laughs> gamers complain about anything else this week? Yeah, gamers of course. Are apparently <laughs> think that Aloy looks like she packed on a few pounds in the new Horizon Forbidden West trailer. What? To which I say, shut the fuck up. <laughs> 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 like, seriously. Like, we talk, we talk about this all the time. Like, image in gaming, especially, well, only when it comes to women, it's just... For some reason, this huge thing that, oh, the woman has to be completely, like, beautiful. She's got to be a fucking teen. Uh, she can't have no meat on her bones because if she got meat on her bones, how is she doing backflips and stuff? That's not realistic. But you're fighting robot dinosaurs in the future. So, well, my whole thing what, is <laughs> tell me what's realistic about that. You know? I don't even care what the criticism is because who gives a shit? The, the fact right. that it seems like female protagonists appearance is always being critiqued i feel like if the protagonist of horizon zero dawn was a man and he looks slightly different nobody would care that much if his face was different like spider-man that would be different but i looked at aloy and she didn't seem that much different to me right i played through that whole game and i platinum it so i don't know what the big deal is you wouldn't have noticed unless you put a side-by-side picture yeah and and even then is it that big of a difference to raise a fuss over I don't know. I did see, I haven't followed it too closely, but it's funny hearing like what the gripe was actually about. I heard people having an issue, but I saw the, the doctored up makeup face that people made of yeah. her. Like this is what she's supposed to look like. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> and then I saw somebody put the giant flower veil dress thing from Midsommar over it. 
And I was like, oh, God, that's a cursed image. Because she's smiling in that picture just like the main character in Midsommar was smiling at the end of that film. And if you've seen the movie, you know that's not good. <laughs> so I, I can't. That image is now burned into my brain. But, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Sometimes gamers, TM, we uh, we argue about the <laughs> stupidest things. And, I mean, I actually have some news on that later. But you got anything else? Anything anything cool happened this week? Yeah. So we may have gotten a release date leaked for Shin Megami Tensei Five, which me mm. and you have been waiting on ever so patiently. Oh, yeah. But it looks like if the sources are to be believed, it'll be dropping on November 11th, 2021. And we also got some more information on the game. I'll read this from an article that IGN posted. Okay. According to Persona Central's translation, the main character will be a high school student, duh, who enters <laughs> a yeah. high school student in quotes, who enters a deserted world called Da'ath, where they fuse with a mysterious man and become a Naobino, which is described as a forbidden being. The player will reportedly face off against over 200 demons with several mm-hmm. new monster designs by Masayuki Doi, who was the character designer for Shimigami Tensei 4. Hmm. Elsewhere in the translation, it is mentioned that the end of the game can diverge in many ways and that players can advance by growing the power of Nabino and sometimes utilizing the power of the demons themselves. A limited edition is also mentioned called the Forbidden Nabino Box, which may include an item resembling the hero Nabino. I don't know if it's Nabino or Nabino, but it's sure the we'll great Nabino. Right. It's the Nalbino. King of Clash. <laughs> or crash babe roof anyway yeah but uh yeah if you are a collector you're gonna want to have your hands on that mouse when that limited edition drops for pre-order mm. because that shit is gonna skyrocket think so after yeah oh yeah anything if you notice with the success of persona 5 like anything related to persona shimigami tensei like nocturne just hd just came out any collector's edition related to that, I can guarantee you is going to skyrocket in price. I guess that's true. Like, I've been a fan since Persona 3, and then I immediately went and got Digital Devil Saga. Uh-huh. I got the Devil Summoner series. Yeah. I grabbed that, Persona the 2. The Devil Summoner series is expensive now. Yeah, it's well, so I have it. <laughs> Woo, baby. <laughs> I got them bad boys. Um, but I went out and grabbed them immediately because I just wanted to collect everything that was, like, Shin Megami related. So Right. Yeah, you did it's a good, good job because that shit is hard to come by now. Yeah. And the last bit of news that I have is the Crisis Remastered Trilogy got a trailer. And it is going to be dropping for PS5, Xbox, and Switch in fall 2021. Have you played the Crisis games? We talked about it before on the show a little yeah. bit, not a ton. Mm-hmm. I haven't beat any of them. Yeah, I think I beat I beat the second game. I played a little bit of the third. But obviously mm. I never was able to play the first because I didn't have a PC. Mm. But... That's going to change here in the fall, so I'm looking forward to it. The nano suit is so fucking cool. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. The, like, the sound effects and stuff is like, armor on. <laughs> <laughs> Camouflage. <laughs> like, yeah. You feel like a badass, especially in the third game when you get that bow. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is about a bow and arrow that is much cooler than any minigun, any machine gun. It's just the finesse of it. Oh, my God. You know who had the best bow and arrow? fucking jack krauser from resident evil 4 one of his knocked arrows would knock like six zombies in a row on their ass in mercs mode it was insane man i wouldn't know i never played it but it was super powerful yeah like if you play if you get your hands on which you should because i think resident evil 4 is like the best entry in that series for like a a brand brand newcomer because it's so Mm -hmm. goofy and fun 
But if you ever get a chance to play Mercenaries mode, you get to play as the one of the bioweapons, Jack Krauser. He's got like this crazy tentacle arm that he can use as a special move. <laughs> Surprisingly, his bow and arrow is the most powerful weapon he has in his arsenal. And I think it has more knockback. I think it has like shotgun level knockback, I feel like. Wow. So it's dumb. <laughs> cool. Anything he shoots at, it's dead afterwards. So good stuff. Awesome. All right. Well, speaking of gamers being gamers, TM, (laughs) we talked last week about rumors of the Switch Pro being all but confirmed, and we're probably going to hear about this month. And I still firmly believe that, but I think it's funny. I've been watching people on Nintendo communities and, like, Switch groups and stuff melting down and like there's memes going up like like you know like the old person being helped by the younger person like and the switch pro is going to come out this month mm-hmm. sure it is grandma let's get you home <laughs> it's right. just like let's get you back to the as home. soon as no news <laughs> dropped on the 3rd cuz i guess somebody had mentioned we think it's going to happen on the 3rd then everybody's like it's never coming out you guys should just... and like there's just a bunch of salt just salt everywhere you look of people complaining about how it's never going to come out and why do you believe leaks and blah 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 and I'm like, it's June 3rd, guys. It's not even E3 week yet. Give it time. Right. Like, personally, yeah. I was expecting that they would probably announce it this upcoming week. But I know it's yeah. they're probably going to announce it before the end of the month. And now, why are you why are you mad? Yeah, I don't get it. I don't. It doesn't make sense. Like, were you setting the money aside, but only for a limited time, and then it sets itself on fire? I don't understand what's happening. <laughs> I am useless now. Yeah. So weird. <laughs> I mean, I guess I did recommend people sell their Switch. So did you sell your Switch? And you're like, oh, man, I made a mistake. Hold right, on. No. These are the type of people that should not play the stock market. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, uh, I, I have a job that's stock market adjacent, which means that when... You know how when you hear about something like, oh, the stock price dropped on X, and you know it's too late to sell if you own it, because at that point you're selling at a loss? Mm-hmm. Do you want to know, like, the hundreds and hundreds of people that call in, like, sell my stock? And I'm like, that's the dumbest thing you could do right now. Right. You're going to lock in that price, that bad price. Ride this shit out. Like, it's great if you hear about it beforehand and you get out, but you didn't hear it about beforehand. You saw it on the news. Once it's on the news, it's over. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so right. people are just freaking out for no reason. And I feel like the Switch Pro is definitely coming. There's way too much evidence out there to say otherwise. And I think we just need to give it a few days. Can you give it a few days? Just give it a few days. It exists. It exists, people. It exists. exists. Speaking of things existing, Scarlet Nexus is coming out at the end of this month, as you know. Mm -hmm. And the demo, Stealth, dropped earlier this week on Xbox Series X and PS5. Now, I have a friend who recently acquired himself a PS5 and is also Mm -hmm. very interested in Scarlet Nexus. Have you had a chance to try it out? I haven't. I'm just now learning about this demo. I'm going to download as soon as we're done recording. Awesome. I'm going to check it out myself, too. I'm not as excited, but I'm side-eyeing it, you know. And it's got a demo out, so why not try it? So it's uh, Bandai Namco, right? Uh Uh-huh. Describe the game for our listeners in case anybody else out there might be interested in playing it. I mean, from what you know. Think of, if you've played Astro Chain, think that exact game. Only with different game mechanics and psychokinesis and bouquets of flowers with legs that are enemies and just a bunch of crazy shit. Okay, so wacky platinum game action bullshit and you're like a cop with a stand? Yeah, something like that, man. I I love it. 
Okay. I love it. I love it. I love it. Interesting. I'll check it I out. I hope it's I hope it's good. I played the demo and it's bad. I'm going to be sad. Yeah, I love Japanese nonsense. I'll definitely check it out. Well, for Western RPG fans, as you know, Disco Elysium has had kind of a rough start on PS4 and PS5. It mm-hmm. dropped late March to a lot of bugs and issues. They've all pretty much since been patched out. So the time to probably go grab that game is now. On the digital storefront, it's 30% off right now. So you can get Disco Elysium for around like 25 28 bucks, something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I would recommend it. I'm, I've already picked up a copy. I'm probably going to try it out this week. I also grabbed, because it's on sale on Amazon right now for like 25 bucks. Judgment for PS5. Judgment. Yeah, because the sequel's coming judged. out. Yeah, I figured I'd play yeah. Judgment. Check it out. And it's one of those few Yakuza-style games that actually has English voice acting, which is neat. Yeah, I want to... Oh, God. Like, I have so many Yakuza games to get through before I can go get back to that. <laughs> <sighs> well, it's not really in the storyline. You can jump to it if you want. I know, but I, I'm going to be upset if I see a character in Judgment that, like, was supposed to die in, like, a Yakuza game or something, and then I'm just like, fuck! And now I know that this character's loose. Like, I have no idea if they cross paths at all, but the fact that they're in the same universe, I have to assume that they do a little bit. I, I at least doubt, a little bit. I doubt you have much to worry about, but I bet it's something you can Google if you're really super concerned. True. I don't know. I don't really know much about the Cusa series. I've dipped my toe in a few of the entries. I think I played a little bit so of 3 good. and 4. Some of that, like, zombie spinoff. Whatever. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> it is what it is. That game jumped up in price, too. Jesus. Yeah, I know. I got that game for super cheap. They got like two bucks or something dumb. And all of a sudden, just because it's on PS3, phew, to the moon. To the moon. <laughs> yeah. Forget stonks. Buy PS3 games. Right. Those are going exactly. to the moon. <laughs> well, like I said earlier, next week's going to be a huge week for gaming news. So I thought I'd go ahead and rattle off the schedule as we know it for those who are interested and want to pop in on a particular day. E3 is basically going to officially kick off on Saturday, June 12th. Oh, my God. You know what that means? What? Oh, no. We're going to record on Sunday. Okay. I was going to say, yeah, we're not really going to have much to talk about. <laughs> we're only going to be able to talk <laughs> about part of it. But, yeah, the E3 is going to go throughout kind of the beginning of the weekend and then throughout the weeks. So we're going to have two weeks of, like, tons of news. Oh, my goodness. Nice. I didn't even think I about that until just now. Sweet, sweet newsy bits. It's going to be crazy. All right, so anyway, Saturday, June 12th, they're going to kick it off at 1 p.m. Eastern. And Ubisoft and Gearbox are set to hold press conferences that day. Gearbox doesn't have a a set schedule, but I know that Ubisoft Forward is going to start at 3 p.m. Eastern. So for fans who are looking forward to For Honor, Watch Dogs Legion, The Crew 2, stuff like that will probably show up. Now, Sunday, June 13th, you can probably expect presentations from Microsoft, Square Enix, Warner Brothers, and 24 Entertainment. And the PC okay. Gaming Show and Future Games Show, I think, also stream on Sunday. The release Xbox... date for Final Fantasy 16? I'm sorry? That's a release date for Final Fantasy 16? That could be one of the things that are working out. I know Square Enix is going to do their presentation on Sunday at 3.15 p.m. Eastern. They're going to be probably talking about Babylon's Fall, Life is Strange, mm-hmm. more details maybe on Black Panther for the expansion for Marvel's Avengers. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. And, I mean, hopefully it'd be nice if Final Fantasy showed up. Maybe they'll talk about Final Fantasy Origins, that game that we, we saw that was rumored. Who knows? Yeah. 
Xbox and Bethesda will be on before them. We talked about their schedule last week. Again, that's June 13th, 1 p.m. Eastern. The showcase for Xbox and Bethesda will be on all the regular channels that you can watch. So you can see them stream on Twitch, YouTube, whatever. Most yeah. of these things will. So shouldn't Elder be too Scrolls, hard to find. <laughs> Elder What's Scrolls that? 6 confirmed. <laughs> Xbox Series X exclusive. Right. <laughs> that would be so fucked up. Right. All right. And then Monday on June 14th, they kick off at 11 a.m. And Capcom, Take-Two Interactive, Mythical Games, Freedom Games, Razor, and a grouping of various indie developers will have presentations throughout the day. Capcom doesn't have a set time, it looks like, but they're set to probably talk about Great Ace Attorney Collection, Monster Hunter Stories 2, Resident Evil 4 for VR, Pragmata, that's all on the release list. There could be, according to some leaks, more Ace Attorney Resident Evil games that they may mention. And we know they're doing a lot with Resident Evil, so that's kind of like not a huge yeah. surprise. And not a whole lot on Take 2, unfortunately. Tuesday, June 15th is the final day of E3. And they're going to have stuff from Nintendo, Bandai Namco, and a few others. Nintendo Direct's going to happen, I think, on Tuesday, June 15th, if I recall correctly. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to remember exactly what time. I think it's going to be at noon. So roughly about 40 minutes, starting at noon Eastern on Tuesday, June 15th. You can look forward to the Nintendo Direct. And then Bandai Namco does, hasn't released a time for theirs, but it should be sometime on Tuesday as well. Okay, cool. Standing out all by themselves way later on July 22nd, EA is going to have their own presentation. Cool. Mm, yay. And wait. nobody cares. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait. Uh, yeah, no, I don't care. No, but nobody <laughs> cares. I don't know. They might have something that somebody cares about. Who I mean, knows? EA... Maybe they have Anthem 2. Who knows? Yeah, I mean, to be fair, <laughs> EA did actually help produce It Takes Two, which yeah. is why we had to go through all that online disclaimer bullshit when we were trying to get hooked up right. together. We had to, like, re-log into our EA accounts. I'm like, oh, yeah. God. Are you going to let us uh, use your information to fuck you? <laughs> Pretty much, man. Yeah. Promise us your firstborn. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> well, on, on to even happier news. It's Pride Month. Happy Pride Month. Ooh, 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 ooh. To all our LGBTQ plus listeners out there and allies, we hope you have a wonderful month of celebration. And one thing I wanted to point out, especially since this is a gaming podcast, there is a Queer Games bundle on itch.io. And you can get 236 games by various LGBTQ plus developers for $60 total. It's an awesome bundle. And they're trying to raise the the goal, I think, is $5 million. So you can pay Mm. more than $60, kind of like a humble bundle type situation. They do have versions of the bundle of games for people who who can't exactly spend as much as $60. So if you don't have $60, still check it out. I will put a link to the Queer Games Bundle in the show notes so you can take a look. And all the money is going to go help those teams, give them a massive funding boost, give them a living wage, help them continue doing what they love doing, which is making video games. And I've tried a few itch.io bundles before, and it is a fun way to sort through a bunch of very, very different games. Like a lot of really cool ideas get explored through... uh, this type of medium so hopefully if you have a chance to be able to check them out support some people awesome 
All right. Well, I think that covers all the gaming news I had. So, before my power goes out again, I just got one question for you, Derek. I got to know, this week, what you feeling? I am feeling that damn Michael Che. That damn Michael Che is at it again. <laughs> He's got a new show on HBO Max. It's called That Damn Michael Che. It is a sketch comedy show. It is quite funny. Like, I... <laughs> I was just thinking about some of the jokes that they put in there, man. It's, and base, it's different from, like, you know, your Saturday Night Live or your even Chappelle's show in that each episode kind of has a through line and all the sketches kind of connect to each other or mm-hmm. lead into the next one. Mm-hmm. And sometimes they'll go back to a sketch to further the story on that one. And it's, it's just a real interesting way to do a sketch comedy show. And I think he's pretty funny. And they, he kind of pokes fun at himself how black people don't really know who he is or think he's funny. Mm-hmm. And I think that's hilarious. There's a part where they're like, he's in a church and the pastor's like, and Michael Chase got a show on HBO Max. Not real HBO though, like everybody else has. And he's like, it's the same thing. So they're trying to downplay what he's doing, man. But it's, it is very funny. If you have HBO Max, you should check it out. It's only six episodes. I think the episodes are like half an hour each. And it, it's a good laugh. It's a great time. Yeah, I'm into sketch comedy for sure. I actually saw, I actually discovered that he had that show today because I saw a clip on YouTube. He was interviewing with some talk show host and he was at Dave Chappelle's house. And it was funny because he was trying to promote his show and Dave Chappelle kept popping in. <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> Pretty much like stealing stealing the show. Just right, like, hey, exactly. I'm Dave Chappelle. All I got to hey. do is look at the camera. What's up, man? <laughs> <laughs> What's up, Michael? It was funny. He was like putting stuff all up in the camera, like an old man. And Michael Chan to go, "You have to pull it back, man, and they ain't gonna be able to see it." <laughs> <laughs> uh, but there, I think Dave Chappelle is still doing comedy shows out at his farm or his neighbor's like property where they set it up. And I think Michael Che is set to do some sets out there. I think he had Dane Cook out there too, mm-hmm. which is interesting. I haven't seen Dane Cook do stand up in a while. I feel bad because I really liked him when I was younger and I get why his style of comedy would be grating to some, but I feel Mm -hmm. like after that whole stealing jokes from Louis CK or not stealing them, like they addressed it on Louis CK show, but I just, I felt like people just kind of dogpiled on him and I felt bad. It's just like a person's out there living their dream. They're doing the best they can. They made lots of money and made lots of people laugh. Calm down. Right. You know, it could be that he heard it and reincorporated it, but didn't really steal it. You know, they give a lot of people the benefit of the doubt, but there are some comedians where you're like, "Mm, I don't know about that. He took that shit. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I was was talking about it earlier in the episode, but this week I'm feeling this new YouTube channel that I started watching recently, and it's a YouTube channel for an organization called Hybrid Calisthenics. And Mm -hmm. I think it's just this dude. Uh, that lives in, I think he lives in Arizona. I don't know. He's just really nice. Like, I don't, you know how, like you just get recommended videos and the video that I got recommended was like, you can do pull-ups. And I was like, no, I can't. <laughs> I used to, but then I stopped Why? exercising. Yeah. Right. Like recently I tried to do a chin up and I got like halfway and I was like, ah! <laughs> and, uh, cause I just, I gained like 25 pounds and I watched it. He was just really like really chill and kind of slightly unprofessional like he was trying to beat the sun and he, he wants to film outside and mm-hmm. i don't know it was, it was charming and endearing like he was talking about the different levels of calisthenics how you can start at the level of like recovery you know if like you've been in an accident or something where you just kind of 
really taking all of the effort out of it. So we talked about how you can do pull-ups by holding a pole or like the side of a doorway and just mm -hmm. leaning backwards and then pulling yourself back forwards again. And that can help build the form and the strength. And then you switch to like having rings and, and holding the rings at like a chest height and then leaning back and then pulling yourself up. And then eventually you can switch to actual pull-ups. And he, he, I started watching some of his other videos. He did the same thing with push-ups and squats and sit-ups and leg lifts, bridges, all this stuff. And I realized I was like, part of the reason why I kind of stopped working out is because it's been so long. Like I would sit there and try to do push-ups or sit-ups and I, I'd get like, I'd do 20 and then I'd be red as a tomato and about to die. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I can't do any more. And I, then I couldn't get my sets in and then I just kind of got frustrated and gave up. But mm. I tried out, you know, some of the, the baby forms of the exercise he was showing, like there's wall pushups and then you can do the knee pushups, but then you can also do the regular ones and you can go to diamonds or one hands or whatever. Same thing with all these different exercises. They work so well that I completely tore up my legs. So no. <laughs> I would recommend it for people who have been kind of out of fitness for a while and want to get back into it. but feel like they're really out of shape like me. It's been helping me out. I'm going to keep with it. I'll let you know how it goes, to be honest, because okay. I'm always starting and stopping when it comes to this fitness thing. It's, it's a constant right. struggle. You know what I mean? Yeah. But we'll see how it goes. He does coffee talk, too, where he talks about various subjects you know, like how to stay positive, get along with people, have mm -hmm. a successful YouTube channel, different stuff like that. Just different stuff that's in his wheelhouse. And I don't know, he just seems like a really nice dude. So I recommend the channel for those who are interested in checking it out. Cool. Hybrid calisthenics. Hybrid. Come All right. Down, well, we're going to take a quick break to promote our sponsor, Anchor. And we'll be right back to close the episode after that ad. All right, we're back. Wasn't that a great ad? I enjoyed that ad. What a wonderful ad it. that was. Yes. <laughs> ads that add money to our pockets, hopefully. <laughs> ads that add money to our pockets, hopefully. Speaking of ads, if the people out there are trying to find a good place to buy a used video game, maybe a gamer goodie, possibly more, where can they locate you at to get that great deal? If they can check out the eBay store, ebay.com slash str slash gamer goodies and more. I'm on Instagram at gamer goodies more and Twitter at goodies underscore more. Great. All right. And if you want to find us, of course, you can locate us on our hub at anchor.fm slash player two is under the pod. You can also listen to us wherever podcasts are available. That includes Breaker, Google Podcasts, Overcast. Pocket Cast, Radio Public, Apple Podcast, and Spotify. We also are on Facebook at facebook.com slash player two has entered the pod and on YouTube on a channel called Player Two has entered the podcast. So if you're enjoying the show, help us out. Rate us on Apple Podcasts or other forms that actually have ratings. Share us around mm -hmm. with friends who might enjoy hearing about gaming news and would enjoy listening to a podcast that interacts with us listeners because we definitely do that. And if you want to follow me, I'm on Twitter personally at MikePetersonAL. I Twitch stream Mondays, Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays at twitch.tv slash mcpaperstacks. My current schedule is Monday Night Brawlers, Beat-em-ups and Warriors games. First time Tuesdays, I'm playing a game for the first time. Could be an old or new game, but it's new to me. Casual Thursdays, I'm playing whatever. Come hang out with me while I grind on some RPG or whatever I feel like doing. And then on Fridays, we're doing Friday Night Frights. I'm playing horror games. 
and trying to scare the crap out of myself for your entertainment. If you'd like to contact us, aside from commenting on YouTube or Facebook, you can also email us at mcpaperstacks at gmail.com for any questions, stream suggestions, comments, feedback, anything you got. We'd love to hear from you. And that is our show. We appreciate you coming out listen to us. We love you, and we will see you next week. See you guys next week. Bye.